Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hello. Whoa, that's loud. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to you all. Thank you for joining me on the Eric St. Joe podcast. From the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness. Jesus. I sound like a moron in the open. Awesomeness. God. Slow down, ding dong. Okay. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness. In the Northland. Just a matter of days. I'm going to be. In my little Armenian utopia. Glendale, California. One of the largest. Collections of. Armenians in one place. My people. My people. Me with my cousin Mary and her husband Harry. That's right, Mary and Harry. Uh, Rafi's place is a restaurant full of uh, Armenians. I'm serious. You just sit down there and everybody looks like me. Huge nose, bushy eyebrows, short, average height, like 5'6". In December of 1993, under the ownership of Rafik Bakajanian. Rafi's place opened as one of many small businesses surrounding a quaint courtyard. My God. If you are into Persian Middle Eastern food, this is it. I'm going to uh, Los Angeles on Wednesday with my wife, visit my family. I've got uh, both sides of my family. My dad's side, that's the Armenians. And my mom's side, uh, all my other cousins. I don't know what they are. It doesn't matter. This is going to be incredible. There's going to be a collection of people that have never been in the same room together ever. So that's huge. Okay, real family affair going on here. Uh, but Mary, my cousin on the Armenian side, she took me to Rafi's. got to check this out. This is Rafi's serving the highest quality Persian cuisine since 1993. Uh, in fact, there's a sign on the door is, uh, it's even, this is how your food is served like this. And I know uh, what you're used to. So you might be like, well, this looks like shit. It, it's not though. It's really fantastic. In fact, it does kind of look like uh, an abortion or perhaps after birth. Like after Rihanna has her baby, the next thing that's going to fly out of her is going to look more appetizing than what, than what you see here. But this is spectacular. Trust me on this. 
see, it says in the news, see what the media has to say about us. So, you know, it's great. And by the way, no uh, silverware. You don't even have silverware. You just put all the shit like on a, on, on some of that uh, 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 bread, you know, and you just kind of wrap it and it's, ah, everybody eats with their hands. It's awesome. Like, Eric, this does not sound good. Here's the menu. You know, uh, you can get Ashi Rashta. You can get Shrazi salad. Um, there, I'm looking for an image of everybody seated there. Well, there's no point in searching around for it. I don't have it. But when you're all seated at the table, like you, you and your party, and uh, and then you know everybody else in the restaurant, we all look the fucking same. You've heard people uh, with that uh, horrible thing: all black guys look the same. Uh, Armenians, it's even worse. Huge nose, square head, little fucking ghoulish looking. So um, we're all going to be there. And then Diana is going to be the unicorn because of the red hair. Oh. Sam the Jew says, damn it. I want whatever it is. I know. I know. So uh, that's good. That is, I'm serious, man. I'm looking forward to seeing all these people. But it's the experience of eating at Rafi's place. I will get pictures. I will update you on the food. Uh, that is slated for Friday evening at Rafi's place. Fucking A, man. Uh, so the queen of the forest and I leave Wednesday night. This is a short work week for your old pal, Eric Zane. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday shows. Amanda says, you know, I just realized I don't think Zane's kids look Armenian. No, yeah, uh, I I don't, I haven't made enough pictures of Madison available, and she's kind of a little bit more private than Jackie. Madison does. We have identical noses. And she's in that, Dad, I don't like my nose. I go, your nose is beautiful. She actually, even though she only has one quarter Armenian in her, um, she actually looks Armenian. Jacqueline does not. They They don't even look like sisters, frankly. Jim does not at all. Uh, Madison, absolutely. All right. So, um, where was I? Take off on Wednesday. So you have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday shows. I will have, uh, um, the so-called not the best of the Eric Zane show podcast on the free platform, Thursday, Friday, Monday, and also something special on Patreon while I'm away. All right, so uh, there'll be plenty of stuff for you to listen to. Just won't be like live, live. Well, it won't be like current, but that's okay. Whatever. Yesterday, it was uh, Super Bowl party time. You know, we uh, recently, um, our Friday family dinners have, um, we have really, really amped up the uh, family atmosphere because for the longest time, it was just Eric, Diana, the NFK, uh, everybody except Jim, my oldest, his wife, Aubrey, and the grandkids. And for the longest time, it was like, well, 
Rowan is at a stage, my youngest grand, well, yeah, the, of the two, the younger uh, grandson, he has autism. And um, well, there were some, you know, he was scared of the dogs and sensory issues are, you know, big problems for kids with autism. So, you know, there was some trepidation and fear, but we worked past it. So now, and in the uh, consistently evolving, changing landscape of autism, I'm learning the child, you know, uh, a lot of times like a light switch, things can uh, evolve in the personality of the young person. So lately, he has um, been figuring it out in his own little noggin. And so that means we all get to hang out together. So now it's like Sunday dinner is is packed. Packed. Oh, so fantastic. And it's loud. Oh, my God, is it loud. And, uh, and, and it's fantastic. And I love it. I love it. I don't want to give the wrong idea that. Um, that I, I don't like that. I adore the fact that there's kids running around having fun, uh, you know, uh, uh, drawing pictures. Papa, look what I did for you. Awesome. Let's put it on the fridge. It's like so grand. I, I, I can't tell you enough how fantastic it is. And it is really, really spectacular. So, you know, uh, we had a, we had a, a, a Super Bowl party, like no other Super Bowl party. Yeah. We had the the shrimp there. We had uh, uh, the Jets pizza. We even went with the barbecue chicken pizza, which is really, really underrated. God, I love that. And then the deep dish, regular pepperoni, had the cheese pizza for the kids. We had uh, 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 boneless and regular wings. Oh, my God. I'd be very careful not to eat like a cock. Um, but I kind of, I kind of did. Um, but lately, because lately I've been kind of like uh, trying to like, um, turn this around on the eating. So, you know, uh, like two or three wings, no big deal. And then, uh, a couple of pieces of pizza, wanted a third, did not. And then Diana, of course, makes a cake. We have like almost like a birthday cake, Super Bowl birthday cake. Are you kidding me? All right. Fuck it. All right. Let's go. Let's eat. Let's go. And, uh, man. We're like grabbing chairs out of portions in the house that I didn't even know we had chairs to all crowd around this TV and watch this fucking game. Let's cut to the most important thing. The Eagles were robbed there. I said it audio check video check. Let's get into it. This is the most savage bit of bullshit in the history of the world. In a game where the performances by the players were dominating. It was just fantastic. You've got these two amazing quarterbacks. The story of Mahomes playing on a, on a wounded stick, yet still... Just lighting it up. That run late, man, when he was like limping down the field. It was incredible. And then Jalen Hurts. I'm, I told you, motherfuckers, unstoppable. This is Philly. Uh, jet sweep right. 
one yard. Jet uh, runoff tackle, one yard. Uh, pass, four yards. Just give the ball to Hurts. Every time they gave the ball to that dude. Why would you? I mean, they should have a, a, like five plays on that team. And it's all involving Hurts. Somehow get that guy the ball. Unbelievable. I haven't seen someone be able to take over a game like that ever. I mean, holy shit. Get on my back. Was such a crock of shit. Um, and then even how he, uh, he he gets that touchdown late and then the two-point conversion. And the guy always just gets up. And he's he reminds me of Barry Sanders because he just gets up and he just hands the ball to the ref. Yeah, hey, very stoic. This guy is a fucking leader. I love him. Third down, deep in uh, in the red zone for the Chiefs. If they miss this, they're going to kick a field goal and go up, well, most likely a field goal, and go up 38-35 with about a buck 40 to play. More than enough time for Philly to tie it or go ahead and win the Super Bowl. But, and I have, I've, um, I kind of held back on all of the talk about uh, the refs are in it or the the game is rigged, and I, I was, I'm still not saying that. But this is a bullshit, ticky-tack, asshole penalty. This should not have happened at this critical point in the game. Audio check, video check, mic check. Look at how far Mahomes airmailed that ball. That ball, not catchable. Problem one. If you look at the top of your screen, Gardner is the defender for Philly. This is uh, Schuster, I believe. Right there. They said that was the penalty. What you just saw was the penalty. Mahomes, pressure, lofting one, end zoning. At no point does Schuster's stride break. Does it look like he suddenly slows down? Nothing. Mahomes, pressure, lofting one, end zoning. Oh, oh no. Schuster couldn't catch up. There's a flag at the 10. Hang on. There's a penalty. Mahomes is becoming Brady to me. So people are like, yep, yep. I've heard a lot of people suggest that the league, this is the conspiracy theory that this is, I'm not saying I believe this, that the league is fixing this to make sure he is the new face of the league. Now that Brady is gone. Oh no. I not I really, I don't believe that. I just, this is bullshit though. What? Ref is going to have the nerve to call that penalty. Let's we're going to get a closer look at it too. And if you're listening to the audio podcast, of course, how could you have missed this? Fire to the pass, holding number 24, defense, five yard penalty, automatic first down. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see. James Bradbury, they're going to say he grabs him. Okay, 
Now, the right hand goes around him. The left hand touches the jersey, but you don't see, like, pulling. He just puts it on there, and then he immediately opens his hand. You'll see. I'm frame by frame in it as best I can. James Bradbury. That? Okay, when I'm looking at that in freeze frame, it 100% looks like a hold. They're going to say he grabs him, but he's got his left. Now, and when I'm watching it in real time, it doesn't look at all like a hold. Penalty, automatic, first down. Yeah, that's worst case scenario. You'll see James Bradbury. They're going to say he grabs him. He's got his left hand on his back. I don't know. Mike, listen, I think oh. on this stage... I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he's... Whoever this guy is, this announcer, he's like, oh, yeah, you see, that's going to... All that does is really adds fuel to the fire for Philly fan who are saying, yeah, what the fuck? Stage. I, I think you let him play. Obviously, Mahomes thought he saw it. I think... I don't know. I think you let him play, finish this thing out. Exactly. I, love that call, I mean, I think you got to see the whole thing. It seemed to me at the initial break, he grabbed the back of the jersey and pulled it. If we see that, I think that. I, no, you didn't see that. Now the Chiefs can essentially run it down to the field goal try. McKinnon, see what he decides to do here. Yeah, he's got to get down. He's got to get down. Yeah, I mean, let's go back to this penalty. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying, Mike. He's trying to run a little whip route, show, sell the shallow cross. I know he's got that right hand. I get it. I just, I just think in this moment, oh man, that is where we're at. Holy shit. Yeah, you're gonna see that it's gonna come at the top of the screen. This is Juju. He's gonna come in motion and he's just gonna try to run a little whip route, sell the shallow cross and then peel back out. See James Bradbury. I mean, to me, it looks like he's in good position. I, I, I know right now Philadelphia fans are losing their minds. Oh, yeah, they are. Fans are screaming at me. They're going to fucking storm the Capitol. Oh, no. And that is how you lose the Super Bowl. A ref, one call, determined the outcome of the Super Bowl. Total job. Without a doubt, without a doubt, it just occurred to me. I should get a hold of Bill and see what he, I think he, uh, I think I saw him on, um, I think I know what his, uh, what his thoughts are on it, but will I be able to get him on here? No, probably not. But it's worth a try. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey says Philly fans are dirty trash people, so it's okay. Come on now. Oh, fuck. I think he's, I think he's avoiding me. Yeah. The Philly guy, last one who ate horse shit the last time they won that he represents all Eagles fans. Well, whatever. Tyler indicates, yeah, he barely grabbed that jersey. It clearly had zero effect on his movement. NFL press release in a few days. Quote, yeah, I guess we kind of blew that call. Meh, our bad. Whoopsie. Smell you later. Uh, Greg Olson is the guy. 
Kenny says it was a BS call every time the Titans play the Chiefs or some calls like that in favor of the Chiefs. Well, now that all that's going to do is fuel the fire about a uh, NFL conspiracy. What a crock of shit. My God. That was awful. That was awful. And then they just bled the clock. I, I hate that it had to that it had to end that way. Um commercials. I didn't see a ton of commercials. I saw one for uh a, a Nike movie, uh what the fucking one with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, and I can't believe Ben Affleck on that movie preview. He he looked just like Phil Knight with that stupid hair. It was uh I, I want to go see it just to marvel at what they did to his hair. Um, the Bud Light hold music commercial. Oh, that was the one with um, uh, Whiplash drum guy, Miles Teller, and his wife. That that was uh, that was funny. And the Frenchie Bulldog was on that one. There was there was more than one Frenchie during the ads. There was a, a Gutfield ad on Fox with a Frenchie. Uh, the blue moon one was funny. Didn't see it. Paul says, let's hear Rick from TC paintball's opinion on it. Not a bad idea. I like Rick. Incoming. Probably taking his kids to school or something. You know him. Maureen says Ozzy Osbourne was good. I didn't, uh, I didn't see that one. I, there's a lot of these ads that I missed because I was, uh, doing grandpa stuff. Your call has, Boy, nobody wants to talk to your old pillar and say, holy shit. No big deal. Uh, the halftime show that looked, um, that looked really crazy. The uh, fact that Rihanna is up on this massive... She's being suspended. How the fuck did they do that? That I mean, you think about it. All of this takes place. The game, halftime, the first half ends. They go to a commercial break. They come back. Everybody's being suspended from platforms. It's really... it's That, watching them set that shit up, has to be as spectacular as the actual show. Uh, she comes on there, looks like a fucking million dollars, and she's got a special guest. And the special guest is a baby. She is pregnant again. Now, she just had a baby in May. But there she is. She's got a baby bump. And I think the dad is, uh, she had a baby with uh, ASAP Rocky. Oh. In May. And so they're having another another baby as the suggestion. Who's the father? Nick Cannon. No. Come on. Now, I didn't realize she hasn't performed in like seven years. Not, you may not know this, but as music has gone for her, I think she put out some singles in the last several months. But um, what she's done is she took the name and went into a uh, fashion. And if you thought she was making money, making music, 
She is at or just about to become a billionaire with a B billionaire. Holy shit. That is all she has done. So that's that's pretty fucking sweet. I uh, I wrote on Twitter, is Rihanna Preggers? Then I suggested have the baby on stage. Uh, more epic than Prince, but I wrote Prunce as opposed to Prince. John wrote back to me, I don't know, but she, quote, picked her coochie and gave herself a smelfy. She absolutely did that. She went down there. She kept touching her crotch. Well, she would rub the belly, and then she would touch, um, like, the muff zone. And then she went up to her face and, and did one of those deals. All right. So that's interesting. She sang. She did great. Awesome. Loved it. You know, I, to me, it's not much of a show. Honestly, it is not much of a show when the performer just has a track playing and she just interjects a few lines, sings along with her own voice and with 8 million fucking dancers. Um, so all in all, I give the halftime show uh, zero stars. The best part was Rihanna, her physical appearance because she's eternally beautiful and the fact that she announced that she's having a baby. So that was nice. I like that. But as far as music, uh, she has, it's horrible. It's some of the worst music you're ever going to hear. Um, it, it's just horrible. You had guy with, uh, with the guitar singing America, the beautiful. He was pretty good. I don't know who the fuck he was. And then Chris Stapleton doing the anthem. Uh, that made the coach of the Eagles cry. What the fuck? What are you doing crying? What, what is going on? Now, if there was like a terror attack, like the day before or something like that, then I could see it. If this was the first game, you know, after 9-11 or something like that. He was crying before the game got started. I should probably get that. Super Bowl National Anthem 2023. Video. Chris Stapleton brings the crowd to tears. Audio check, video check. Mic check. To honor America with the performance of the national anthem, eight-time Grammy Award winner, Chris Stapleton. Like, I'm not ready to cry yet. Oh, so proudly we hail 
You see that? Yeah, the uh, military members dressed in rainbow colors. So they're saying, yes, let's join the military and be gay. I love that flange effect on his guitar. Great, another unnecessary signer. Come on. Dick Vermeil? Fucking knock it off. Get it together. I wish I had that drop that we used to play. We've all got problems, pussy. Get used to it. But they only show one. It's probably like uh, all dudes. Well, that's obviously a chick. These chicks are like, Jesus, we get, we have to fly over the Super Bowl. We'd rather be shooting down balloons. They should have, uh, they should have actually had a balloon go over and shot it down. And it just falling into the stadium. Sam says they allow women to do that. I, I, I didn't know that they, uh, well, I don't know why they wouldn't. Okay. Hey, hang on. I'll be right with you. Oh shit. Okay. I got this. I got this. Um, okay. How shitty was that call in the Super Bowl, Rick from TC paintball? Uh, it tainted it a little bit, didn't it? Uh, so mad to see that call. Yeah, I didn't, uh, that was rough. That was rough. I mean, you can, you can make a lot of calls on a lot of plays and that one just looks like, looked like incidental contact to me. It was a bad throw. It was over his head. doesn't matter if he was touched or not. He was not catching up with that ball. It was uncatchable. Cost them the Super Bowl. I mean, my God, yep. a, such a great game. You know, you got Mahomes hurt, still killing it. Uh, um, uh, Hurts, I'm sorry, and then Jalen Hurts is unstoppable. Both those quarterbacks played really well, man. That was a lot of fun to watch. If you like offensive football, well, you know, I, uh, I, I can't. Can you imagine if us as Lions fans? I mean, that what that last penalty there is the is what would happen to the Lions. It is. I mean, I remember a game against Dallas where there was no pass interference on a time when we were trying to come back against them, and it was one of those you're, you're kind of left 
feeling empty, like, you know, we really missed out there. I wasn't a big fan of either team, so I don't give a shit that much. But I hate to see a call like that, a human decision come down to, uh, you know, who's going to win and lose the biggest game, you know, on the planet. That was that was kind of rough. It was, uh, I feel like both teams really played a good game. Um, So we were just playing a clip of uh, Chris Stapleton singing the anthem and then Sirianni, the coach of the Eagles, was crying. And uh, because of, I guess he was moved emotionally, and and that was before the game. And Corey writes, all the Eagles fans are saying he was crying because he knew the script where he loses. <laughs> is that like the buzzword? Is like the scripted NFL? Yeah, yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it because I want to be. I believe in the purity of it. And it's not very pure anymore. Yeah, boy, that's that's just a disaster. But all right, well, uh, that's that. Now, uh, now we look to the draft. Yep, yep, the off season. All right, buddy. I just want to run it by you, see what you thought of the game. Yeah, no problem. Go uh, Lions. Yeah, man. See ya. There you go. Go Lions is right. Go Lions is right. Um, Kyle says women can fly planes. Wow. What's next? Driving cars and building bridges. Come on. Kenny says, I love how the announcer Greg Olson said, just let them play. Oh, it's true. Sam the Juice is saying, have you heard about the UFOs that have been getting shot down these past few days? Yes, uh, that's that's why I was referencing that. There was, uh, you had bol- the first balloon, and then now there's three more things that have been shot down. And I don't know what they were. I think there might have been two balloons, and then there's two more. One was shot down, uh, like, in Michigan. If you can picture the shape, uh, the shape of Michigan is... Uh, you know, a, a mitten. And then down here on the West coast is Lake Michigan. And then on the right coast is Lake Huron. And at the top is the bridge, uh, Mackinac bridge, just to the East of the bridge is where they shot down whatever it was. And, um, everybody's blaming the Chinese, but I'm sure there's going to be some conspiracy theorists talking about, Oh, it's a UFO. It was like, well, it was a UFO, but we don't know what the origin is. So, uh, who knows? Maybe it is an alien spacecraft. We just shot it down. Cole makes a great point that I was thinking about. Last week, it was too dangerous to shoot down over Montana. Now it's shoot down everything. Shoot down everything. Who cares? It's true. They're like, ah, fuck it. Let's just shoot you down. Oh, my God. Amanda says, oh, God, I just realized I'm going to have to hear about this at work because I work with a super MAGA conspiracy theorist. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming, miss. Uh, One was over Canada, was shot down. And I don't think, I don't know if Canada has their own Air Force. If they just like, hey, U.S., can you come shoot something down for us? But anyway, I think that um, the pilot who shot, there's one dude who's shot down more than one, though. So that's been his job is just shoot these slow moving targets uh, out of the sky. You know, I think the quickest way for, for years we've been descri- describing like all these uh, uh, weird images and videos of unidentified flying objects moving at a high rate of speed and, and whatnot, all these videos we've watched, you know. Um, yeah, I think uh, if we do, you know, have a little bit of a devil may care attitude, and just start shooting these fuckers down. That is a quicker way 
to get in touch with people uh, concerning extraterrestrial life. They will no doubt respond on the planet. That is, okay, this is the way to bring the whole planet together. You want to settle the uh, Iraq, or I'm sorry, Ukraine-Russia war? The day that we shoot down aliens and then they decide to come after the planet is the day the world is on the same page. Okay? It's going to be a unified planet Earth with superpowers, U.S., Russia, China. Uh, North Korea has nuclear arms. We're all going to get together and, and fight just like that fucking movie Independence Day. I'm telling you. All right, hang on. I got to ban this guy. He's trying to sell shit on my page. No, we don't want to buy followers. Idiot. Got to build it organically. That's the stupidest thing in the world. Buy followers. I'm not in this game to buy followers, you fuckface. All right. More to, uh, in just a bit about the Super Bowl and shit that's been going on with me personally. I need to remind you that this first uh, couple of segments here on the show brought to you by me. And if you're watching the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm about to kick you out. But if you want the full show uninterrupted, you must go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane live. All one word. That's what the Twitch spot is known as. Once you're there, establish your identity on Twitch. So you can uh, hang out with the group, leave comments, hit the follow button when you do all of this, and then subscribe with your Amazon Prime. You'll have to do that every month. When you subscribe with Amazon Prime, you are getting no commercials during the show. If you don't have Amazon Prime, you can pay a few bucks and take care of it that way. Or don't. Just sit through the commercials when uh, when Amazon throws up a commercial or whatever. Uh, that's how it works. Doesn't cost you anything to follow on Twitch, though. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Sorry, O'Neill. All right. And as always, the audio podcast download uh, downloadable wherever you uh, download shows. Boy, I cannot talk today. And um, follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. Twitter at Eric Zane show. Send an email if you want to chat on the Shoreliner striping inbox. Eric at Eric Zane show.com. They're now gone. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Word going around that Terry Bradshaw fat-shamed Andy Reid, the quarter or the uh, coach of the Chiefs, who, wow, uh, what a story. 
This guy, I don't know. Seriously, I mentioned this. He's got one son who, who died. Another son's in prison for badly hurting a child while driving drunk. Still manages to stay focused enough to be an NFL quarterback. Damn it. Why do I keep calling Andy Reid the quarterback? He's not the quarterback. He's the fucking coach, you idiot. Anyway. Audio check. Video check. Mic check. Let's get into Andy Reid getting the trophy. Just won the Super Bowl. Terry Bradshaw talking to him. Here we go. Big guy. Yeah. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. Okay. He starts with, hey, big guy, come on and waddle over here. This, by the way, has pissed people off. There's a lot of people pissed off about this. Oh, my God. He's fat shaming. Big guy. Let me get the big guy in here. Come on, waddle over here. (laughs) Congratulations, Andy. This had to be... Um, uh, uh, you've done this before. I remember in the 49ers Super Bowl. By the way, Terry's as fat. Nothing until the fourth quarter. And this game's some, something similar. All of a sudden, your, your offense just started going. What was the difference? Well, I, I contributed that to the offensive line, Pat Mahomes, and the rest of the offensive players. They did a great job. Eric Bieniemy was tremendous down the stretch there, putting things together. And it was just a... Uh, uh, by really by all the coaches, both sides of the ball. Well, I, I want to congratulate you, and I know that you're getting up in years now, like me. And I just, I just know that it's got to be a time that where all these Super Bowls, you got to say to yourself, "Time to ride off into the sunset." That's not going to happen, is it? No, no. I'm going to enjoy this one right here. I'm going to okay. tell you, this is unbelievable. Uh, Phil- that. Philadelphia, you did a great job. It was a great game, but how about those cheese? <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Have a cheeseburger on us and enjoy their Hawaiian shirts. I will. I will. That's Congratulations, why you're Thank you. Pat- All right. Uh, I think they're friends. They know each other very well. Uh, you know, normal people who aren't pussies call that fun ball busting. Not everything that's said to anyone has to be, you know, oh, oh, he hurt Andy Reid. It's so terrible. So, you know, the internet is going to be upset on his behalf, and he doesn't give a shit. I'm sure that Terry Bradshaw is on a level with Andy Reid where that is okay. Otherwise, I don't think he would have done it. And it didn't look like Andy Reid was like, oh, oh no, oh, oh my God, is that she made fun of my fat. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, like if I, if I barely knew someone and I'm interviewing them, let's say, uh, you know, there's a, let's say I'm interviewing someone for a local charity and I've talked to them once and they want to promote, uh, uh, a fucking fish fry to raise money for autistic kids. And I go, yeah, oh, hey, boy, the fish fry is uh, so great that you're doing this. Um, Wow, I bet you eat half of the food. Uh-huh, what do you think of that? I mean, that's fucking too much. 
Kyle says, it's like when my older brothers call me a F rhymes with bag or say, you're so gay. It's ball busting. I make fun of them for being old. Yeah. Oh, no. The Huffington Post is uh, super fucking special. Um, They did a whole article. Terry Bradshaw criticized for fat-shaming Chiefs winning coach Andy Reid at Super Bowl. Uh, But I think that they were, I think that the um, Huffington Post actually was, if you look how they put this, they they put fat-shaming in quotes, and then the Fox Super Bowl hosts, in quotes, disgraceful references to Reid's size, led a major publication to call for his dismissal. So I don't think necessarily the Huffington Post has a problem with it, but I'll get to the bottom of this. You must be fired because you were ball busting to a friend of yours. Fox football host Terry Bradshaw overdid the weight jabs at Chiefs coach Andy Reid. So first he said, come on in, big guy. And then he said, waddle over here. And he said, go get a cheeseburger. Ooh, oh no. Uh, All right. Viewers said Bradshaw's uh, hurtful joshing. Hurtful joshing. At a time of perhaps Reed's greatest professional achievement was disgraceful and fat shaming. I think there has to be like Andy Reed has to first be offended. Doesn't he have to look hurt? Doesn't he have to start the brigade? And uh, lighting of the torches and getting the pitchforks. Wouldn't Andy Reid lead that charge? Well, it's not happening because he's not offended. I wish Andy Reid would have, if he could have somehow found out that this was uh, bubbling under and then in the uh, following press conference say, yeah, um, I just want everybody to know that uh, leave Terry Bradshaw alone. And for any of you that are on my behalf, you're a bunch of fucking pussies. Shut up. USA Today's for the win actually called on Fox Sports to realize, quote, it's time to stop. It's time to stop giving Terry Bradshaw a role in NFL coverage. It's getting beyond uncomfortable to watch at this point. Uh, Bradshaw was criticized for a clunky interview after the NFC championship took plenty of heat on a bigger sports stage. Jeff tweeted out, Damn, Terry Bradshaw. Why are you fat shaming Andy Reid? <gasps> he said, hey, big guy, waddle over here. Then as Andy Reid was walking off, he said, have a cheeseburger on us. Oh. Robert writes, Terry Bradshaw needs to be suspended or fired for that disgusting comment. That's disgraceful and shameful. Fuck you. DJ writes, I don't think the cheeseburger comment crossed the line, but waddling over here certainly did. I think it may be time for Terry Bradshaw to step down. Who's with me? Yay! Assholes. Oh, my God. 
What a bunch of pussies. My God. That is horrible. Maureen says, oh my God, you are killing me with that voice. Kenny says, asshole of the day nominee. All of these uh, so-called offended people. Chris says, exactly. Sick of people getting offended for people who are not offended. If Andy Reid said, no, I, I wasn't offended, but uh, for all of you people who are making uh, something of nothing, I'm offended by you. Please fuck off and die. Okay? I'm anxious to hear what uh, Free Beer and Hot Wings say about this. I'm actually going to go and listen to their show today to hear their take on this. I hope it's the exact opposite of what I just said. With a little luck, it will be. If they even cover that. I don't know. They might be doing like a Reddit story or something or uh, uh, answering questions to the audience, which not really the audience sent them in. They're so am I the asshole segment from Reddit, which is how the show works, apparently. Uh, all right. Jesse says, these are the kind of insults people get fired over. Good thing he didn't say anything about his big pants. Chris says, they played the audio this morning. I didn't hear any commentary. Any, I mean, you didn't hear the commentary or they didn't make any commentary. Did they just go, oh, okay. Oh, God. All right. So that is just fucking ridiculous. Holy shit. Hey, folks. Um, Patreon is um, available for you at patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And yesterday I posted... Who are these Zanes? Oh, my God. From September 11th, 1991. Ten years prior to the attack. September 11th, 2001. What happened on that day on the radio is even more tragic than what happened ten years later. Ben and I went over it. It was at my college radio station, 91 Rock FM, WMHW. You must hear what the Friday morning weekend warm-up morning show was doing with Eric and Jason. This is a new co-host that you have not heard. Well, new to you, not to me. Jason still lives in the area. I see him from time to time. Uh, you must check that out. Patreon.com slash Eric saying I also posted the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast which featured tons of hilarity. Oh my God. So much fun. A lot of fun conversation. Um, Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, in fact, Chris from Buffalo, who's with us right this second, he said, good morning. I got a chance to listen live while driving around. Glad to have you back. He was with us on Patreon and uh, we got to know Chris from Buffalo. Thank you. So that was all good. Check it out, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. And I got to tell you, uh, I'm excited about uh, Wednesday, no, Thursday, Friday, Monday on Patreon. Um, I'm releasing audio 
while I'm away on Patreon. So you'll have free podcast stuff, which is not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast, and Patreon material while I'm away. All right. Thank you to Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. When it comes to flooring, any type of flooring, buy it at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. There's two stores. We're focusing on the discount outlet. The main showroom is just down the road. Very nice place. Very nice place. In fact, if what you want isn't available at the discount outlet, you can go to the main showroom. They'll get you a nice espresso with a little lemon in it. You sit down. A really hot chick's going to show you all the different styles. Okay? That's fine. But if you want to pay the lowest price for all of the top-selling brands and flooring and styles, you go to the discount outlet. The business model is buy it in bulk by the 53-foot trailer full Set it up in the discount outlet, and then it'll sell. And it does all the time. Every type of carpet you can imagine, tile, linoleum, uh, hardwood, vinyl plank, you name it, ceramic, it's all there. Go shop the Johnson Carpet One discount outlet in Granville, Michigan, right behind Little Caesars in beautiful Granville. Now, it's already cheaper than anything in the whole state, so it's worth the drive no matter where you are to go there. Bring your truck, bring your minivan, whatever it is. Load that shit up, go, and then take it home. Um, But if you mention my name, you'll save 10%, okay? So even if you hate my guts, go save the money, dickface. Come on, what are you doing? Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet, say my name. Say my name! Thank you to Bosco's Pub. If you get a chance, go to Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan, and try any one of their award-winning burgers. Perhaps you're not a burger person. You want a quesadilla. There, they're known as boscadillas. I recommend getting the boscadilla sassy. Like, what does that mean? Well, I think when it's sassy, there's uh, chopped jalapeno uh, on it. A sassy steak boscadilla is what you want to order. They look amazing. You will love the food. Everything is great portions. Like when you order a burger... You get an amount of fries that you're not going to eat, eat them all. There's there's so much fries that they deliver to your table. It's incredible. Uh, love Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square in Hudsonville, Michigan. I won't be working there till the end of this month. I am so packed with shit going on. Bosco's Pub online at boscospub.com. Hello to Jeremy out the door at the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Okay. If anyone wants to get an in-ground pool, a vinyl-lined or a fiberglass in-ground pool, you're going to wait two years when you call anyone else. That's how backed up they are. Jeremy out the door, though, at the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, just hired two work crews who are going to install 16 pools this year. Be one of them. And by the summer, you're going to have your pool... Everybody's going to be coming over. You got your tiki bar, music playing. It's awesome. Your home is going to become the epicenter for outdoor fun 
this summer. Your family coming over, kids loving grandma and grandpa because they got a pool. Holy shit. Mom and dad are the cool mom and dad because they got a pool. Oh, my God. Uh, Schedule your in-store consultation today. Call Jeremy out the door at 616-457-0500. Bree will pick up the phone more than likely, maybe Tim. And say, yeah, Eric Zane sent me. I need a pool. I need my in-store consultation. You go there. Jeremy's going to explain what's up. Next step is he's going to go to your house. going to go, this backyard is going to rock. Holy shit. Orgies, group sex going on here. Incredible. And then that's it. I don't know about the orgies and group sex. He's got an unbelievable selection of hot tubs, too. If you go to the actual pool and spa depot on Chicago Drive between 8th and 12th on the south side of the street, blue awning, can't miss it. He also does uh, service of hot tubs and pools if your shit breaks down. And he's got tons of chemicals and pool supplies there. Get it all at the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Don't buy your chlorine when you're opening up this year from like Meyer. Their chlorine sucks. It's not nearly as strong. Seriously. You got to buy the real stuff from the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. All right. I have health news for you. But before I get to my health news, um, you got I got to take a break. And that's kind of tied in with my health news. I am in uh, some serious discomfort right now. I have been since I started this show. Well, not that bad. Um, it's turning around. There you go. I'm kind of tipping off the story, but um, stand by and I'll be right back. You know, as a Lions fan, it's kind of a bummer that the Eagles didn't win because a lot of times when teams win the Super Bowl, uh, quite often there's like a, a letdown where the following year the team um, you know either be, gets dismantled or you know they kind of oh hang on a second this this mic uh, this camera needs to be moved stand by a lot of times teams will win the Super Bowl and the next year they kind of like ah eh, let's fuck off a little bit let's uh let's not do anything let's just uh, well you see the Lions I want them to win and now the Eagles are even more pissed off. So that next year they'll go 17 and 0 and uh win the Super Bowl. That's a bummer. I don't want that. <sighs> All right. My um it has been just a whirlwind of issues. And I have I'm better now. But man, I'm not kidding you. Um this prostate issue. Uh Okay, Wednesday of last week, I go to the docs. Doc, I can't pee. Uh, It's trickle, trickle, and stupid. Oh, my God. So I told you all that. He prescribed antibiotic, and he gave me this Flomax medicine, which you take that when there's a prostate issue so you can pee. I don't know how much this worked, or maybe the severity of the prostatitis, um, was overriding the medicine, okay? Because on Friday, I tried to pee in the middle of the night. I talked about this on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And I still had, you know, every time a guy sleeps, he gets a stiffy, which is so weird. Why? I could be having a dream about this coffee mug and I've got a boner. So... When your prostate isn't enlarged, 
trying to pee with a boner. You got to wait for things to relax. Okay. So, I'm, you know, things start to relax, but it's still definitely a little fat. And I can't pee. I cannot pee. There's no way. Double the, uh, with the enlarged prostate, inflamed, enlarged, gross prostate, uh, prostate and the, and the half boner, I'm like standing there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go to the emergency room. I can't pee. Holy shit. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I, I took another, uh, flow max, which probably wasn't a good idea. And then I went and laid down. And then, uh, what I should have just done was relax, laid down, lay in bed. And then it would, you know would have calmed down even more and then i was able to peace i was like oh thank god but saturday was miserable i did that show the ben and eric patreon podcast and i was so uncomfortable it was so bad oh my god it was like my dick was on fire because the the thing is doing the is uh whatever the uh, prostate is so inflamed it's causing radiating discomfort the length of my shaft and in my bladder and i'm like oh my god so I have a hockey game and um, I don't feel good at all. And this is the type of thing where you go pee barely. And then the second you are done, you take five steps away from the toilet and you have to go pee again. It feels that awful. So I'm like, holy fuck. So I go pee. Team hasn't even come out for the warm up. I venture over to the, uh, scorer's table in between the penalty boxes and I sit down I go this is gonna be a long game this is gonna be a long ass game uh midway through the first period I text my um my guy my technical director and I go dude as soon as they blow the whistle I need to be off the ice and I shit you not man horn sounds period one I'm gone There's players on the ice finishing their last shift and I'm on the ice going to the bath. I'm running across the fucking ice. Oh, I pee like, oh, I don't know, an eighth of a teaspoon. Come back. Sit down immediately after pee. I texted my guy. When I texted my technical director, he then texted go Josh go. And he's doing all the, uh, in period, uh, uh, PA announcements like as a backup because I was, and I texted him. I go, dude, I'm having, I don't want to talk about it on the comm, but I'm having all sorts of urinary tract issues. I need to go. So he took care of it. Thank God. Period two ends. Horn sounds. There's a guy in the penalty box from Manitoba. I'm like, go, go, get out. Because I have to go through his box to get out on the ice. Fucking linesmen and the refs are looking at me. I'm like, fuck you. Boom. Got to get off the ice. Go again. Now, at this point, I start having an anxiety attack. Okay. Stand by. I have, um, um, 
Now my mind is playing tricks on me. Even though the doc thoroughly examined my prostate when he put his two fingers in my butthole. I mean, he, oh my God, it was like he was reading Braille on that thing. And uh, despite that, despite nothing in my urine out of the ordinary, and despite me describing symptoms to him that line up exactly with what his diagnosis was, and he treated it accordingly, my mind has convinced me that he is 100% wrong. So at this point, I'm planning end-of-life uh, scenarios. I'm like, well, okay, uh, Monday I need to buy a coffin. Make sure we get the cemetery plot. Uh, I have to call my lawyer again and redo my will. And then I need to call my insurance, my life insurance uh, person. And um, about uh, when I die, that check being made to my wife. By the way, if you don't have life insurance, you're a fool. Uh, if you have a family. And of course, I need to call my uh, guy from my investments about being in charge of uh, money and helping Diana for the rest of her life. And uh, thank God she doesn't have to work anymore. I bought a lot of life insurance, so that's good. And uh, yeah, she's going to live very comfortably and happily ever after. And then hopefully she will meet someone new. This all went through my head. I'm driving uh, home and uh, I called Diane. I go, yeah, this is, it's just horrible. Now, I made it a point not to drink anything from the moment. Okay, at 4 p.m. during the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. It was the last time I had something to drink. All of what happened during the game happened. I get home, and um, I'm thinking, as long as my bladder is empty, it'll give me the best chance of not being uncomfortable. And lo and behold, I was right. Now, I've been taking this antibiotic since Wednesday, two a day since Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Now I'm on Saturday. And that's enough time for me to convince myself that, well, uh, Byers was wrong. I have either bladder cancer or prostate cancer, and my body's riddled with it, and I'm fucked. Because he said to me, he goes, if this doesn't clear it up for you, come back and we'll do a scan. And I go... Okay. Um, all right. Hi, Aram. And, um, but then I'm like, well, this isn't going to clear up. This is not going to clear up. Um, sleeping through the night though, I actually did okay. And I'm like, maybe I'm getting better. Could be, maybe I'm getting better into Sunday, Sunday, a million times better, a million times better. Um, it felt like night and day. So after uh, a good day Sunday, today I'm a little, it's a little wonky right now. Um, but I was going to call the doctor today. I think now because I had that great Sunday, I'm going to let that slide and just wait it out. But other than that, I'm okay. That panic attack was absurd though. I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. This is it. This is when I die. All right. Moving on. Headline. 
Not sure I'm going back. Teacher left in teacher left in tears after students recorded videos of her and posted them online. All right. What's going on here? Could it be I thought to myself, are these in a compromising position or is this something what what's the what's the deal here? No, no, no. The teacher is young and the students like the teachers at her desk grading papers or teaching, I don't know. The kids hold up their phones and they shoot a video of her and they post it to TikTok. Okay. Um and that's it. Now, her response is I don't know if I'm going to go back. They're probably video of me putting my dick guy. And she's not doing anything. She's just teaching. And apparently she's not allowed to take the kids' phones away. Now, if that were me, I I would um I would say, hey, that you just shut up. Oh my god, I would act like it's funny, you know, laugh with it. It's like, um, hey, I love that phone. I'm thinking about getting one. Can I see it? And then when they take it. Then you uh, you drop it in your coffee. Say, oh, sorry, that was an accident. You know, whatever. Be creative with the phone destruction. Or spike it like Gronk or something like that. Oh, that was an accident. You know, play that game. That's one thing you can do. Or, or uh, make them powerless. Lean into it dumb dumb laugh along with them if they're shooting a video of you which they're not supposed to um i don't know i i think that to respond with oh, oh no I'll, i'm not going back because it's not a video of me teaching and posting it <laughs> what the fuck so what A Twitter user, Meg, shared her disappointment after her students filmed her and shared the videos on TikTok. Oh, it was TikTok. Sorry, I thought it was Snapchat. She wondered whether she's chosen the right career and added, she felt gutted. You felt gutted? You did? Wouldn't you feel gutted if, like, you know, your child dies, your husband cheats on you, you've been fired. They posted a video, a kid posted a video, put it on TikTok. The tweet surpassed 600,000 views. As it read, today was such a rough day. <laughs> My students thought it was appropriate to make TikTok videos of me. I feel gutted. Education may not be for me. Not sure I'm going back. Many Twitter users gave the woman encouragement and advice. One person wondered, why were they using their phones during class? I taught an apprenticeship program. I told them that if their phone rang in class, I would answer it. And if they were caught using during class time, they could either surrender it or lose credit for that day. Three and out. 
Mag replied, I'm not allowed to take their phones. Twitter users added that Meg should go to the school administration, but Meg replied she received no support. Yeah, they probably said, yeah, pussy, quit being a fucking child. I feel powerless. People wanted to support Meg, and many were annoyed that the school allowed phones in the classroom with a Twitter user writing, so phones are allowed at your school? Fine if for educational use, but for anything else, lock them down. Well, yeah, of course. Your district better be ready for future lawsuits. This person wrote, Meg, I'm so sorry. That's not okay. And it's despicable. The administration isn't backing you. The teacher felt grateful as she addressed the Twitter community writing, I'm so grateful for the support of many of you. Crying like the Eagles coach. I'm debating and turning my resignation in. If anyone feels compelled, I love a lawyer. Can you help me? God. Uh, This person said, you're the kind of person who should be a teacher. No, she's not. She's horrible. And she's doing all of this whining, considering that a teaching position is a part-time job. That makes great money. Overpaid, underworked. That's what I say about all teachers. You and your three and a half months off and one month at Christmas and 15 breaks in between and your fucking in-service days where you sit around and eat each other out. Shut the fuck up and get to work. My God. Teachers. All right. By the way, one of you um, said, Eric, you mentioned Madison freaking out. You know the clip of her? Is this it? Hello? Yeah. Uh, I have in my possession the full version of this one. No. Six years ago. Yeah, hi, Maddie. (laughs) I was able to procure that. And I'll be adding it in. I don't have it the second, but I have it. Just popped in my brain. Thank you. Ryan says... Your Kyle says, if you don't hate teachers after listening to this, you will. <laughs> I tell you what, you want to quickly see me lose Pooh Bear points? Say anything bad about teachers. Oh, my God. That is off limits. She gets so pissed off. Fuck. All right. Teacher trolling is fun. Okay, thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. 616-532-6600. Absolutely phenomenal place to get your vehicle repaired. 
You know, if you don't have a trusted place to get your cars fixed, it's kind of a bummer when you're just like, well, I just, I go by the one that's closest to my house. No, no, forget that. I mean, Jesus, uh, Irvine's, they work on every type of make and model. And of course, EVs and hybrids, if you need that taken care of. But the only thing they won't touch is a Volkswagen for some reason. I don't know why. 616-532-6600. You got early bird drop off, late bird pickup, free loaner cars. If you're over like 25, is that right? Something like that. It has something to do with that age. Uh, 616-532-6600 for my friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. We got a uh, HVAC guru here. Not qualified to be health director. Joe Martinez, 616-516-8579. Who had a uh, remarkably stupid point of view about the uh, that horrible penalty call in the Super Bowl last night. Joe is the only person in America who agreed with the call. So while he's the absolute best at HVAC installing furnaces and air conditioners and keeping your uh, air conditioners and furnaces in tip-top running condition, his opinion on that is remarkably stupid. The worst. He ended up getting in like a fucking Facebook fight with some of these people. We're trying to find, I'm scrolling through right now. Trying to find it. Ah. Joe says, no, it was a hold. They missed the first two, two in the first half when he was clearly holding him. Everybody says he's crazy. crazy. And then he says, no, clearly KC made the plays in the second half and the Eagles didn't. Plain and simple, senor. Randy says, Joe, I have my opinion. You have yours. And a hell of a lot more people feel the same way than I do. Same way that I do than the way you do. Joe goes, who cares how you feel? That was a hold. You should read what holding is. Randy says, apparently you're blind. Because even the commentator said there was no holding whatsoever. He touched his back. He never grabbed the jersey. You might want to get your eyes checked. Tu madre es una puta. You're clearly deaf, Brandy. Uh, he wrote Mile the referee. Uh, I don't know. He's, I think he might have been like seven or eight Dosekis into this uh, Facebook war that he was in. Yeah, that's bullshit, Joe. Are you crazy? Uh, all right. Sometimes Joe is in here when we're doing the show, but I don't I don't see him. So that's what he wants to say to me after ripping on him uh, for her, uh, his stupid opinion about that holding call. Oh, that's a great call. God. So not a great call. Uh, thank you to Joe Martinez. 616-516-8579. All right, where am I here? What am I doing? Uh-oh. So if you've ever gotten an MRI, easy way to die 
is to have anything metal on you. That's the problem. This lawyer with tons of education went into the MRI room, you know, the big fucking machine. They're going to do the big scan of his whole, of everything, you know? It's pretty intimidating when you get an MRI. M- MRI. Don't move. Just lay there. We're, we're scanning you right now. Don't move. If you get claustrophobic, hit the magic button and it'll end. I had a full body MRI before the uh, kidney donation. This guy, same thing. Problem though, he forgot to remove his gun. Yes. And you know, guns are made out of metal. The gun fired. Leandro Mathias de Novias, Sao Paulo, Brazil. The 40-year-old failed to tell hospital workers that he had the gun on him when they said, okay, uh... Now, this is what you need to do, Mr. De Noves. Move your wedding ring. Okay, got to watch. I got to watch. Keys. Got my keys. Wallet. There's metal components in that wallet. Oh, you're going to get that wallet. Cell phone. It's cell phone. Uh, you have a belt? Yeah. yeah. Take the belt off. Uh, okay. And uh, any buckles on your shoes? In fact, take the shoes off. Okay. Now, anything else metal on you? No. Nope. Nothing. I'm good. Um, he had a fucking 40 caliber pistol with hollow tip bullets. The magnetic field from the MRI scanner pulled the pro gun lawyer's weapon from his waistband. And then it went off, and it shot him right in the abdomen. Fucking shit. He's dead. <laughs> this is Darwin Award. Okay, now, he's one of these guys that's always like, uh, uh, take it from my cold, dead hands or my cold, dead fingers. He's one of these people, but, you know... um, and and I and I guess I kind of am too. No, I'm not. Because if the law suddenly changed and said, yeah, I'm not like waving the whole Second Amendment thing in your face all the fucking time. Is, is that the Second Amendment, the gun one? I don't even know. I don't give a fuck. I just carry it. I know that no one's going to take it. And that's the end of it. Uh, but I'm law abiding. So um, hopefully Whitmer will ban guns. And then when she does, I'm going to turn them in. You know, you can take my guns from me. Go ahead. I don't care. I'm a law-abiding citizen. That's going to piss so many people off that I just said that. Anyway, this guy's one of these psychopaths who uh, everything, all he wants to do is stick his gun up his asshole and have sex with his fucking gun. So he doesn't fucking remove the gun. He probably thought he could, I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. The gun goes off and it kills him. Um, we are sorry for the loss, blah, blah, blah. Family sad. 
A spokesman for the lab said, we'd like to emphasize that all accident prevention protocols were followed by the team. He just refused to tell us. He wanted to keep his gun on him. Uh, the police confirmed the weapon was registered and a lawyer had a valid license. What ca- What's that ghetto shit wearing it in your waistband, though? Most people put the gun in a holster. I doubt you would have had as much of a problem if the gun was in the holster. But you shouldn't even have had the gun in the fucking MRI chamber in the first place, you fucking idiot. How can someone who gets enough education to become a lawyer spends all this time being educated... And then this is how he goes. Jesus. That is so strange. Cole says maybe a metal detector before the MRI. Yeah, go over the body and like scan them. That's where that's where the lawsuit comes in. It's a great idea. I wonder why they don't do that. All right. Uh, A Houston area mother is having some problems. And she's going to spend the next 99 years in prison. This one is tough to read. 99 years and a $10,000 fine for Catherine Nadal. The jury's sentence was read. I haven't told you yet what she did. She said she did not hurt her son. He's fine. The boy's father stormed out of the courtroom. So something was done to the son. Jurors had deliberated uh, deliberated for two hours Monday night. They returned the sentence. $10,000 fine. Same jury had convicted her last week of first-degree felony injury to a child. So if you are triggered by a child being injured or something like that, I know some of you are, and you don't want to hear this story. This is horrible. Now, the wife says that the the family dog did this to the boy. A little dachshund named Shorty. Um... caused the injury to the five-week-old son. Prosecutors said, no. It was you. You were high on drugs. When you, here it comes, here it comes, if you're still listening, cut off the kid's dick and balls. Shit. What? What? This happened two years ago. Uh, that's what they say. She used an unknown sharp instrument. She tested positive for cocaine, methadone, and Xanax. The boy survived, but the severed body parts were never found. I'm assuming she ate them.
She said, no, 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 it was the dog. It was the dog. How would you like to be the investigators? One of those people have to uh, uh, search through dog and human shit looking for balls. <sighs> this might be one of the most horrific stories I've ever had to talk about on this show in more than four years. This is an incredible way to um, finish the 1,000th episode of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Um, the aunt is now in custody of the kid. Read an impact statement in the courtroom. I'm thankful by the time you are eligible for parole, you will be beyond childbearing years. It makes me crazy to this very day to hear you say that you did not hurt him. Um, that prompted the mom to yell back and say, I failed him. I did not hurt him. The boy's father, Camden Gothia, then stood up and yelled to the woman, you abused him when he was in the womb, a reference to Nadal having taken drugs when she was pregnant with him. Gothia, the, da the dad, then left the courtroom. Uh, the aunt and her husband were given custody after his parents. Oh, the aunt and her husband were given custody after the parents relinquished their rights. The father, though, does see the kid regularly. Jesus. That, what a, what a, if, if it, now he has nothing there. I mean, he's become like one of the unsullied. If you've ever seen a uh, uh, game of Thrones, I mean, that is, uh, that's tough. What the hell are you supposed to do with that? The kid looks like a fucking Ken doll. Um, after the hearing, prosecutor Tammy Thomas told reporters that the mom will never admit what she did. Where did this happen? Texas? Yeah, this is in Texas. Jesus. Why am I only hearing about this now? At the trial phase when she's sentenced. Uh, doctors testified that he faces year thesis. He faces years of surgeries and counseling. Oh, my God. The jury must punish Katie Nadal. That's your job. But what is appropriate? I hope you don't do it out of hate or revenge. God, what the fuck? Just shoot this bitch right in the fucking head. Right there. My God. Shoo. Chris adds, Lord Varys was quite successful without a PP. Oh, Varys. I haven't heard that name since that forgettable final season of Game of Thrones. Corey says he's going to become an active shooter someday. We all see it coming. Yeah, and that'll actually be the first school shooting that's been totally predictable. Adam says, I go back and forth on the death penalty, but I'm good with it in this case. Oh, my God, yes. Sometimes you hear about women who, um, that's why uh, men, when the child is born, the dads, they need to stay with the bride or the uh, the mom. And um, 
you know, you take that maternity leave. And if you like take just a few days or a week, that's a recipe for disaster. You got to wait until it's 100% confirmed that she's not gone crackers because that happens all the time. Chicks have like some crazy postpartum deal where, you know, the baby's born and then dad's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, here, I'll, I'll help you. The baby's crying. I'll put him on your breast. There you go. I'm helping. I changed the poopy diaper. Yeah. Hey, I'm going back to work. You come home and the baby's in the Vitamix. You know, you cannot fuck around with that. You're like, what are you doing? I'm having a smoothie. What do you mean? What am I doing? What the fuck is wrong? And she doesn't think there's anything wrong with it. It's because these weirdo chemicals made her go uh, from a normal chick to a complete fucking psychopath. So what you do is you stay home and you keep your peace on you at all times. And if she decides to, you know, fucking flip out, you blast her one. And then, you know, everybody's happy. I mean, sure, you shot her, but what the fuck? They make, there's a lot of great wheelchairs these days. And then you gotta, okay. And then before you go to work, you sure as shit better take her to a doc and say, I need confirmation that she is not a psychopath. Like the type of profiling they do when a sick fuck murders uh, 10 people and then they uh, uh, test them for insanity. A forensic psychologist, what Madison wants to be. And then if you get the stamp of approval from Madison, then you can go back and take care of the baby. Until then, fuck you. I'd rather leave him with a fucking hungry grizzly bear. This sick bitch cut off the kid's dick and balls. Jesus. That story. That's going to stick with me, man. That poor kid. I kind of want to see what it looks like, though. All right, you're not going to believe it. I have to go pee again, but I still have more that I want to share with you. So don't go. I actually feel worse today than I did yesterday. So this is, I'm not out of the woods on this deal. I don't know what the fuck is going on. All right. Great state of Tennessee. Working hard. To make Tennessee a uh, completely discriminatory discriminatory state to live in. The latest drag shows would be a criminal act. A bill was introduced. It easily passed the Senate. That's right. Dressing up like a chick. In the great state of Tennessee is well on the way to being a reality. Audio check, video check, mic check. Let's hear the details. Our state capitol newsroom tonight, the state senate approved legislation to potentially criminalize certain drag shows here in Tennessee. The state house will decide if it becomes law. News to Chris O'Brien and photojournalist Joe Gregory were in the room when it happened. They join us now in the studio. Chris. Bob, good evening. Democrats argued as much as they could, but at the end of the day, the vote wasn't even close. Ayes 26, six nays. Senate Bill 3, having received a constitutional majority, is, is adopted. Thursday morning, a bill to potentially criminalize certain drag shows took another major step to becoming law as it passed the Senate on a party-line vote. 
It didn't go without argument, though. This law applies everywhere in our state and puts citizens in a place to call on the police, call on prosecutors anytime they think somebody isn't raising their kids right. Republicans contend the bill is about protecting children, not an attack on the LGBTQ community. And for somebody to make it an attack on a certain group of people is not what it's about. The bill would outlaw any performance law enforcement deems prurient. Are they doing something that is defined in our statute as harmful to a minor? Are they doing something that involves nudity, sexual excitement, sexual conduct, excess violence, or sadomasochistic masochistic abuse. But Democrats say it's an inefficient plan as federal law already outlaws obscenity. Plus, they argue it's obscenity, idiot. It enables violent behavior. Apparent and obscene behavior is already covered under federal law. I'm sure that most of us also saw the self-proclaimed Nazis who were protesting drag shows. Is that who we want to align ourselves with? Still, the bill passed (laughs) easily as Republicans hold a 27 to 6. I'm a little confused. Is it to protect children? You can't. I mean, I would say that most drag shows, they're not really like, they don't have Barney fucking dancing around with a strap on. What the fuck are they talking about? Supermajority in the Senate. The bill now... Prurient. Are they doing so? There is a lot of shit in the world that can be defined as that. Is it for kids? Probably not. I wouldn't. Anything that is defined as that, a movie, a play, uh, something online, I would. Your kids shouldn't be there. So what the fuck is the problem? So they're suggesting then that any of this shit. Um. Because they're protecting children, which I think is just they're taking their um, hatred for people who are like this, living this lifestyle, and um, masking it in trying to keep children safe in order to pass the law, you know, so that they can look at themselves in the mirror. Something that is defined in our statute as harm. And obscene behavior is already covered under federal law. I'm sure that most of us also saw the self-proclaimed Nazis who were protesting. And a six supermajority in the Senate. The bill now rests in the House, where it's widely expected to pass easily there, too. In Nashville, Chris O'Brien. On the House side, the bill sits with the Criminal Justice Committee, which we'll discuss it Tuesday evening. This bill will also require Governor Bill Lee's signature. He has previously indicated he supports the bill and will likely sign it. All right. So these piece of shit legislators are now going to be faced with something that's going to it's going to go right up to the Supreme Court. I can promise you. And they're going to fucking body slam it. Um, You know, I mean, but then again, you never know. I mean, that that court is uh, is starkly conservative right now. Jesus, this is so stupid. What a uh, what a thing to spend all of this money and time resources. You know, you think about the amount of time to draw it up, to put it in committee, the amount of time to put it on the floor. This is all your tax dollars at work. So if you live in the state of Tennessee, these people, all these uh, members of the Senate and the House, they're paid by your tax dollars. This is what they're debating. Okay. This is what they're doing. And they're saying, oh, but yeah, but we're protecting kids. I mean, it's, it's obvious. We, this is what we should do because we're keeping the kids safe from dra- uh, drag queens. God damn. Fuck. Aram says, I don't believe half of these ignorant 
politicians even even know what the word prurient means. Uh, Josh says, I guess we have to ban Halloween then, right? Because there are about thousands of, there are thousands of sexy costumes sold yearly. Well, yeah. Kenny says, there goes the strip clubs. Uh, Corey says, it doesn't matter if it's what it's about. It's how it's going to be used. That's exactly right. My God. Sorry, Tennessee. It makes me want to get rid of my Tennessee flag on it. I think more than half of those people hate my guts now anyway. Actually, I deleted Melinda's and uh, Jessica. I blacked them out and I blacked out the word Zaniacs. Casey's there. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember Casey. I know John. John, Kenny, Aram are all people that I know listen regularly. The rest, I have no idea. Don't know the whereabouts. Uh, all right. What a fucking shit show that is. My God, people, get it together. Um, want to share with you this... Um, clip video clip from a small college basketball game no interest in any of this except for this final play audio check video check mic check this is a flat-out miracle so um the team that is on this end of the court is gonna they they got like 0.4 seconds left. Okay. There's only time to throw like a quarterback pass and he's inbounding it from right under his own basket. So the ball is going to fly all the way down to the other end of the court. There's only time to hit it with your hands, a player on the other end, a teammate and hit it towards the basket, like a volleyball set. You know, like in volleyball, how you set it up for the six foot eight chick who then fucking spikes it down through someone's head. That's the level of the sh- uh, quote unquote shot that the player is taking. And of course it goes in, but it's, I've never seen anything fucking like this. This is incredible. 0.4 seconds left. Uh, let us unpack this one. He runs the baseline to the left. Here's the baseball pass high up into the air. It's caught! Oh my goodness! I can't believe what I just saw! Oh my God! Look at this is at some school where, you know, there's like a thousand people there, you know. Uh, Portland State in Northern Arizona. So again, this is the dude right here, okay? Uh, and he's just gonna heave it all the way down. He runs the baseline to the left. Here's the baseball pass high up into the air. It's caught! Oh my goodness! I can't believe what I just saw! That's incredible. Holy shit. I've watched this about a hundred times because then I like focus on one person, see their reaction. Like a white guy here who's doing the surrender cobra. He runs the baseline to the left. Here's the baseball pass high up into the air. It's caught! Oh my goodness! I 
believe what I just saw. <laughs> and they're these guys. They're like, holy shit. Won't be long, baby. Uh, March Madness. Uh, yeah, I got to get the bracket thing going again. Of course we're going to do that. Corey says, perfect time to do the pepper grinder. It's funny. Fucking idiots. Uh, previous story comment, Chris in Maine. What Tennessee really wants to do is go back to the aristocratic. How do I say that word? I think I said it. Aristocratic South. Good old days where they busied the kids with learning how to run a slave plantation. They wouldn't have the time to pay attention to drag shows. Fuck. Aristocratic. That's how you say that. Uh, Chris spelled it again the same way that Chris K spelt it the same way as Chris in Maine. I just figured out how to pronounce it. Aristocratic. And then there's aristocratus. How do you say that? Aristocratic me? Aristocratic me? Aristocratic me. I've never heard of that. I've heard of aristocracy. Anyway, you can tell I'm running, uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel on the show here. Okay. Folks, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 616, pardon me, 231-332-6505. Thank you to them. Sign up, get a mortgage from Mario. From anywhere in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Maine, Hawaii, South Carolina. Get a great rate right now. Rates are starting to fall. It's happening, baby. 231-332-6505. You need an accountant for your taxes. Okay? Tag, accounting, and tax services. I swear by the Gins. Troy... Alan Ginzer, Tag Accounting, 616-301-9516. If you're a listener of this show, reach out to the Gins from anywhere in the U.S. and have him do your taxes. You're going to get more back. You're going to have no stress in getting it done, and the money gets into your account fast. Sarah Honda Granville is on board supporting the show. Shop for a brand new Honda today at Sarah Honda Granville on Kennewa, just north of 44th. Thank you so much to them. Don't forget about the Kent County Health Department doing great things. Access Kent.com slash health if you need information on free or nearly free immunizations for the little ones and the WIC program. And last but uh, certainly not least, Rick from TC Paintball. Paintball War number 12. I was just informed that the uh, from Gabe the Honduran that the gang of six won't be there. So we will be a lot less brown for the paintball war. So I'm going to need numbers because I, I suddenly lose six people right off the jump. Oh, boy. March 12th, paintball war number 22, the St. Patty Splatty. Reach out to me, Eric, at ericsaintshow.com if you're going. And that's it for sponsors for the day.
Today's asshole of the day. Friday, it was the MAGA babysitter. Haven't heard anything more about that. Uh, Today's asshole of the day. A lot of words in this one. Uh, the Texas woman, uh, bitch who chopped dick, is uh, your asshole of the day, without a doubt. Brought to you by TC Paintball. What a horrible, horrible story. That is uh, 1,000 shows in the books, ladies and gentlemen. Just like that. We've done this 1,000 times. Think about that. Fuck. I didn't think that was a thing. When I started doing the show, I I was like, well, I'll do a podcast here and there, but I'm probably going to have to go and dig ditches or sell jaw or uh, sell cars or sell RVs or figure out a different lot in life. You know, very late in the game, radio career over, you know, done. Something you work for your whole life to get has poof. Gone. Now what? So I had no idea. That was my mindset. I did the first podcast. And then uh, Patreon was uh, bought me some time. Patreon bought me about two or three months worth of income right away. Because everybody wanted to sign up. Striking while the iron was hot. And uh, people wanted to help out and support. So that was cool. It's like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. I got a little time. And then Big Dick Donnie Veltman came along and sponsored the show. And then Rick from TC Paintball got into the mix. So I like figured out how to price it. And they they paid me to talk about that. I was like, oh my God, I have sponsors. Jesus Christ, this is incredible. Over time, some of the early ones, Irvine's, Joe Martinez, uh, Blue Frost IT, um, Bennett flooring installation are still with me. All these people are still with me. Um, that I was like, well, this is what I do before I got all those. I had the two I had Rick and, um, big Dick Donnie from, uh, at then known as a uh, full house comedy. No, then known as back alley comedy club. Then I was like, well, I'm just going to keep trying to sell it and see how long it can, uh, it can go. Lo and behold, a thousand episodes. What? Are you kidding me? Um, so a lot of the times people say, so what's going on now? What are you doing? It's like, well, the same thing I've been doing since I got fired. Nothing different. So there we go. We've uh, got 1,000 episodes under our belt, 1,000 free podcasts, and 1,000 Patreon podcasts. So essentially more like 2,000. But whatever. I don't want to sit around and dwell on a number too much. But it is a big milestone. I'm very proud of it. So thank you. I'm proud that you've stuck with me. I'm proud that we can do this uh, without any constraints. Not only is it a podcast, it's an independent podcast. Okay? Um, A lot of times, uh, you'll have someone who's pulling the strings for you. Okay? Okay? Think Joe Rogan 
with 99.99% less people enjoying it. That's that's how this unfolds for me. Uh, but I'm 100% alone. I don't have anybody helping me do any bit of this. I do all of it. So, um, yeah, if it ended today at 1,000 and it's not, I'd be like, wow, we really did a lot of great work there. So thank you very much for supporting it and being part of it. Okay, well, onward and upward. If you enjoy that and you like what I'm doing, please sign up for Patreon. Five or ten bucks a month, perfect opportunity to sell it. That's how I've been able to keep doing what I'm doing because of people like you on my ad-free, listener-supported Patreon. At patreon.com slash Eric Zane and another podcast coming up today on Patreon. So there you go. Thanks again, folks. I appreciate you. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.